Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Nellis, and this is episode 78. We're going to talk about cannabis and yoga, or as I like to say, you're going to hit that? I'm just going to let that one lie. I like to open things up with a section I call Stoner Moment, where I recollect all the stoner moments I had from previous podcasts. Last week, I mentioned that a city council member told me that they were just going to be throwing the soothing suits that I was leaving them away. What I didn't mention was that I did make sure to email that council member the next day and thank him because I did not thank him when he told me. When he told me, I was visibly frustrated. And uh, and I wanted to make sure that I let him know I understood how classy a move it actually was. And he was really grateful for that. It was one of the few times that I actually get a response from them when I do write to them. So I just want to throw it out there, the follow-up, a really important part of the city council process. I'm having a hustling and bustling morning out here in the land of make-believe. Uh, it's a little busy, so it might get a little noisy. My turtle's been a little restless lately, but... We're not going to let that stop us. We've got yoga and cannabis to talk about. First, I want to give a shout out to last week. Also, I mentioned uh, some of the issues that I had had in my personal life with losing a lot of data in a, a computer clean and uh, and that it was really my own dumb fault. And I did have some response to that. I want to give a shout out to Brian for making sure that I was aware of archive.org as a way to host my episodes freely. And I'm definitely going to be getting uh, those uploaded. I have backed them up to a second and a third place in the meantime. Thanks, Ross to Jeff. Uh, I thought I was doing that to begin with, but it turns out I learned a lot about computers this last week. Also, what's up, White Mike? Just giving a shout out to you guys. Follow him at NemoPunk15 on the Twitters, at Ross to Jeff. And then don't forget to follow the Grow From Your Heart podcast. That one was free, buddy. Also, I want to say thank you guys so much for using the Amazon affiliate link. All of those purchases really add up. We are going to be totally on our way to covering at least a portion of the cost of renewing the website when that comes up in October. I'm really excited. If you would like to contribute to the success of the Spliff podcast, but maybe don't have a whole lot of financial means yourself or just want an anonymous way to contribute without having to do anything extra other than follow the Amazon affiliate link that I provide for you. It's a one-time thing. You can bookmark it and then just it's there all the time for you next time. But to get there originally, you're going to want to go to the spliffpodcast.com under the shop slash support section. I have an Amazon little picture right there. You click on that. It'll take you to another page. That's the link that you want to bookmark right there. And then you can go ahead and shop like normal and any purchases that you make without any cost to you, a portion of those go towards the Spliff podcast. And I genuinely appreciate it. It means a lot to me, you guys. But maybe you want to do something else in order to contribute to the success of the Spliff podcast on top of just the Amazon affiliate link or instead of the Amazon affiliate link. You can also leave a review on any of the platforms that you download the podcast from. The most prevalent, of course, is iTunes. 
A five-star rating and review goes a really long way to iTunes acknowledging the Spliff podcast in its algorithm when people are looking for cannabis-related podcasting. On that note, I want to give a shout out to BTL840 for the fantastic five-star rating and review. Thank you so much. I do plan to keep it up. And I'm glad that Suze isn't the only thing soothing around here. Apparently, my voice is pretty soothing, too. All right, let's talk about cannabis and yoga. So a few weeks ago, I was on Instagram and I saw a giveaway for the Spring Awakening Cali event, a rooftop cannabis and yoga event that was hosted by at Dank Girls and at Mahogany.Mary. So you know I entered that bitch. And as it turns out, I was the lucky replacement winner. Yes. The first winner couldn't go. So then they picked me and second winner still counts as a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Well, okay. Actually, it was a medicated brunch. So it was rooftop yoga followed by a medicated brunch followed by a live performance by uh, an artist known as Lizzie Jeff at Lizzie Jeff. I think uh, I think that was her thing. I don't think there's any dots in there, but I'm going to have links to all of these on the blog post at the spliffpodcast.com on the website, episode 78. You'll find all of the, the links to these people's Instagram profiles if you want to check them out. The uh, so oh, and the medicated brunch was made by Chef Carrie, who I guess has been on some televised cooking competitions, and it was really good. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. It started in Santa Monica on a very lovely day, easy to get to, easy parking. It was a casual, higher scale event, not too upscale by any means, but definitely that Santa Monica feel to it. I mean, I'm not super familiar with Lululemon, but I'm pretty sure there was plenty of it there. That being said, while this was a cannabis event, it wasn't a stoner event. I talk a lot about stoner events, high times, the secret cup, secret sesh. I'm all about them dabs. I want to spend six hours just dabs to the dome. You know what I'm saying? This was not that kind of event. I think a lot of people might have just came, not a lot of people, but a decent handful of people came, did not use any cannabis at the event, just came for the yoga, got their gift bags, their swag bags, maybe took some brunch home, or didn't eat any of the medicated brunch that was there, and then and then went home to use their cannabis on their own time. That was not me. I was probably the biggest pothead there. So, but it was a really relaxed atmosphere, very comfortable. It was an excellent window into the the future of social cannabis in our culture, as far as I was concerned. It was a good perspective shift for me to really see just people acting naturally without going like, yes, dabs to the dome, dabs to the dome. Because that's not going to be for everybody. I get that. I get that. I mean... I'm totally happy being the stonery equivalent of a keg stand for the rest of my life. But I get that that's not for everyone. Uh, The nice thing, too, is that since it was still cannabis focused, there was a really relaxed 
atmosphere. Uh, cannabis is still a very social thing, even though more and more of us are smoking alone. Smoking in a circle is still really common, and you kind of want to make social connections when you're using cannabis at the same time. So there were lots of beautiful people there, a good mix of different body types and yoga skill sets. And then the yoga instructor herself, uh, handle at yoga with Minelli was a fantastic instructor to take us through the flow. She came by and introduced herself to everyone as we were preparing our mats and waiting for the session to get started. She handed out lighters for everyone, um, before they came out with the joints. And she took the time to make sure that she talked to us about any injuries or anything like that, that we might need to work around or that she might need to work around. Uh, when everybody got settled, it was a little bit of a wait, but again, it was super chill. It was a gorgeous day. No complaints whatsoever. The cannabis joints were provided by a Mendocino company called Flow Canna, and all the cannabis was organic outdoor which is really common to that area. It's a great place for growing that kind, uh, for growing that style of cannabis. And they had three options. There was an indica strawberry OG. There was a mixed CBD that ended up in a near one-to-one ratio. I think it was like 8% to 7%. And I think it was 8 THC to 7 CBD. I don't really remember, but in that general range. And then there was a sour diesel sativa strain. And I think there was another sativa option, but that was long gone by the time they got to me. Cause you know, I was in the back. Everybody wanted to be in the back. The back filled up really quickly. Nobody wanted to be in the front. So it was pretty funny. So I ended up choosing the sour diesel because with all of those beautiful bodies there and all of their beautiful yoga clothes. I was like, no, my fat ass is going to need to keep up. Give me that sativa. All right. And that was an excellent choice for me because it was a full 90 minute flow too. And I have to say that the, uh, the cannabis, uh, the joint by flow canna was really nice. It had a true flavor, which is really important with the outdoor and when it's pre-ground, it can be really hard to hold on to those terps sometimes, but definitely diesel all the way through. Very important. I wasn't able to talk to anybody about the CBD, but I didn't really meet anyone who knew enough about weed to really talk about it. Even the representative for Flow Canna didn't know a whole lot about the CBD composition uh, or the strain composition of the joint. And then I knew better than to get an indica for myself because under all that sunshine with all the yoga movement, I was like, oh, I'm just going to end up in child's pose and then Shavasana super early. All right. That's nap time for those of you who don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, the All the strains were tested. And just like I knew that the CBD was a one to one-ish ratio, the sour diesel was tested at 17%. And it, it had it on on the container, the, I don't know, it's not a dupe tube specifically, but that same kind of style, the joint holder. Uh, so Manelli started with just kind of a meditation, allowing people to light up the joints and begin to introduce the cannabis into their practice if they so chose to. And she let us know that if at any time we chose to 
put it out and or go back to it, that we should feel very comfortable doing that. And she suggested that we not smoke the whole joint all the way through in one go, which is fair. One, it's a 90-minute flow. That one joint ain't going to last no 90 minutes if you just smoke it real fast. Two... Again, it was not a stoner event, and I did see a lot of people go and light their joint and take one hit and then put it right out. They just, they wanted just that one hit. Me, the first plank I went into, I was like, I'm lighting this bitch and I'm going to, I'm going to have that through my whole flow. There was, I enjoyed doing my whole like, oh God, now I just forgot what it's called. When you do the downward dog and the plank and the cobra and then the upward dog and and then you go back, there's like a name for that flow. But that particular flow, puffing on a joint, that's my jam right there I discovered. However, that was kind of the only time that smoking a joint felt really comfortable for me. I think I would have preferred smoking out of my pipe for the yoga just because lighting a joint... And then holding, you know, you had to hold it in your mouth or it was a little awkward when you're trying to to hold your body in certain places. And I think just taking a hit off a pipe and then putting it down and then incorporating the breathing and, and maintaining my posture uh, would have been a little bit more comfortable for me. That is a really picky critique, all right? But something that I learned about myself for the future. Next time, just save the joint, pack my own pipe, and work it that way. Now, one of the funny things that happened during the flow, too, was, again, Manelli was fantastic. She was super stoked to be doing the event, and you could really see that. And she really threw some great power flows at us. And... People would pick up a joint, put down the joint. There were certain times where the majority of us all just found that it was the most appropriate time to hit the joint. And probably after an hour uh, where Manelli really wanted to take us to a power place, she was realizing that a lot of us were finding that we, we needed to go into a more restorative pose. So she amended her flow, which is indicative of a great teacher gotta have a really flexible yoga teacher in more ways than just her pose, all right? Or his pose. And to me, that's really a great sign of someone who who sees yoga as a community necessity and wants to make sure that it's there for everyone. Somebody responsive to their class. If you're in the Santa Monica area or get a chance to take a class with at Yoga with Manelli, I highly recommend it. Get it? Oh my God, with the puns today. Now I will say this, after about two hours on the rooftop and only one sunscreen application, I was a little lobstery when I got home. And I, uh, and then the poor chick next to me, she was lobstery by the time we left or by the time we finished with the yoga. So Word of caution, double up on the sunscreen too. I should have just left it on my mat. One of those times I went for the joint, I should have been going for some sunscreen. So once the yoga was done, it was time for the brunch, which was hosted by Chef Carrie. And it was delicious. You could get waffles, either medicated or unmedicated. Uh, There was potatoes. There was some spinach, egg frittata thingy. 
There was um, fresh fruit and a whole little parfait bar. And then there was um, some CBD oil for the potatoes, too, if you didn't want to medicate with the THC, but did want to medicate with CBD. You know, I had it all. I took all of it. I was like, all the Medicaid stuff gave it to me. Oh, there were these cute little corn muffins. I don't think that those were medicated, though. And then they had the tables of the sponsors that were there. And it was done a little differently. I wasn't sure if I could buy weed or wax from some of them. I didn't really have time to. I was talking to people. Uh, speaking of which, yo, Rachel, if I was sunburned and you saw that, and you didn't tell us this. They're like, what the fuck's up with that, girl? Also, hi. Uh, let's see here. I did get to take a dab before I went and actually ate my brunch. But this was such a chill place that... Like, there was never a line at the dab table. Um, yeah, it was just, I didn't see anybody else smoke any other weed, bring out any of their own weed or, or get crazy with it. Um, I probably could have gone back to the dab table more than once, but I didn't. There was an edible vendor there that I didn't get to talk to, but I did grab a bite of a CBD brownie and it was delicious. So I'm sure I can look up the uh, the sponsor list and I will have a link to whomever that was on the blog posting. I know that the dabs were provided by Messy Pharmacy, which to me was just a little bit of an unfortunate name because on my way there, I happened to be listening to an NPR report about the spinal meningitis outbreak that happened a while back and how it was all because of a dirty compound pharmacy. And I was like, but I got past that and took a dab. So then we had brunch, vendor stuff. I had to put money in the meter and move my car some more. And when I got back, I decided I was going to get my gift bag. So I went up and I was given a gift bag and I had met uh, this chick. I didn't, I don't remember her name. I don't know if I actually got it, truth be told. But I, she was talking to some other chick and I just kind of like worked my way up and I was like, hey, and they were like, hey. And then so it's like, let's look at our pipes because I just got my gift bag and you guys already have yours. And the chick that I've been talking to, she had this really pretty uh, kind of like jade green crystal pipe. Dank Girls, they uh, provided the crystal pipes and it's that's exactly what it sounds like. It is crystal that has been carved into a pipe. And there are a lot of really pretty different ones. They're always posting really pretty pipes on their Instagram page. And the one that I pulled out wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't pretty. It was really bitchin'. It was like really strong. It had like this great graphic feel to it. It was mostly white with this really black marbling throughout it. And the way it was done, the styling of it was super cool, but I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed because I wanted something pretty. And it was at that time that the third chick reached into her bag and picked out her pipe and showed it to us. And I was like, oh, it's gorgeous. It had these like blue and green and gold peacock tones throughout the whole thing. And she was like, oh, well, did you want to trade? And I was like, I don't know you from Eve and you would give me that for this? Like, yes, yes, that's what I said. Yes, uh, no take backsies. And then the acquaintance that I had made that I'd actually talked to, she was kind of dumbfounded, like, wait, that was an option? 
you would have traded? And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. I mean, and she totally understood. She was like, yeah, no, I would have done the same thing. I just didn't know that was an option, you know? I would have wanted that pipe. And I was like, it's mine now. Sorry. <laughs> and I even, I just straight up admitted it. I was like, sorry, I didn't mean to like just jump in, literally pull out my pipe, snake this other chick's pipe. And now I'm going to bounce out right now because that's kind of what happened. When I got home, I spent 20 minutes on Google trying to figure out what kind of stone this was. And it's a Labradorite stone which is supposed to intensify your chakras, specifically your third eye, and that you might find that more coincidences just kind of happen in your life. Things just kind of fall into place a little bit more easily out of nowhere. And I was like, you mean exactly like how this pipe just showed up in my life right after a Reiki session the day before too? Yes. Thank you, universe. My chakras are feeling a little bit more attuned. I got to admit I have no problem doing a whole beautiful mind thing with pretty things for myself. That's totally okay. But we're going to talk more about uh, the crystal pipe in the safety meeting. So because right after all of that happened, the performance started. So I didn't even get to get that chick's name or anything because there we, we just kind of like lost each other. So stranger, thank you so much for that. Uh, let's see here. So the performance was done by Lizzie Jeff at Lizzie Jeff. And she was really cool. I guess she's originally from New Orleans. And then uh, because of Katrina found herself on the West Coast. And she's got this really laid back style to her. She's a hip hop artist. And she had this dude playing the neck cello. I mean, I don't know if it's a violin or fiddle or what you call it the way he was playing it. It was more like a neck cello to me. And that whole vibe was super cool. And then uh, and then I kind of bounced after that. So I'm just going to tell you what was in the goodie bag. Uh, let's see here. We got, well, I got my crystal pipe. And there was some hemp wick by a company called Hemp Vine. And it seems really legit. I've got it in my hemp light right now. So I will see how that does over the next few weeks. And uh, it's the right kind of thickness a little bit thicker than the Humboldt hemp wick that I like to use, but not as full as the full Humboldt hemp wick. So not, it's not going to clog up uh, the, uh, the little pipe in my, my hemp light that I run it through in order to snuff it and keep it controlled. They also provided a hemp lighter, which is one of those round lighters with the pokers that, uh, that's wrapped in hemp wick and it's got this like magnetized metal spacer that uh sticks to the the top part of the lighter and helps you run the hemp wick through it and it's pretty cool it's a it's a really innovative way to go about uh having the control of the hemp wick there it doesn't snuff it like the hemp light does um, and, and I find that a little frustrating and it can be a little hard to, to manage because it does move because it's only magnetized. Um, but it's a clever idea. Let's see here. I got a sucker. I got a few edibles, not very many, um, but a few edibles. I got a sucker by Sarkara. Uh, yeah, sarkara.com. It is a strawberry cough strain 
and it's listed as 50 milligrams. I love having the strain name and I love having the cannabinoid content. That's my favorite thing. I know that this is probably going to be a good daytime sucker for me. So I'll probably use it in the afternoon where if it isn't a sativa as the strain name would imply, it doesn't totally screw up my day. It's at least closer to a to nighttime. And then as a sucker, if it's truly 50 milligrams, that's too much for me, but I'll be able to suck on it until I feel something and then I can put it down. So this is a great edible to put in this kind of event, actually. Another edible that I got was a brownie. It was not marked at all. If it was the same kind of brownies that they were giving away at the vendor tables, and I'm assuming it was a CBD brownie, I ate it at night as a treat for myself, so I could not tell you what it was for sure. I didn't have any noticeable effects, but it was a delicious fucking brownie. And then the last edible that was in there was a tea bag by the company Jordan and Jane's, which is a Colorado company. And it was, it wasn't marked in any way. And I could, I went to the website and I couldn't really figure out what tea bag it was from their website. Uh, I, even when I actually just made it and drank it and try to figure it out from the flavors that were there, I have no idea what it was. It was a really nice flavor though, but the company says that they only sell teas made from hemp products, which I'm assuming means that it was supposed to be CBD. I put in a little bit, just a splash of half and half in order to boost the bioavailability of whatever cannabinoids were there. Um, And I drank it at night to kind of help me go to sleep because I, I haven't had I haven't been able to re-up on the CBD isolate like I want to in order to help me sleep. And it has definitely been affecting my nighttime sleep pattern. Uh, Having CBD every day was a huge benefit to my sleep. And not having it, I'm falling right back into the pattern of I can fall asleep easily, but I can't stay asleep. It is a huge frustration in my life right now. It's okay. It's okay. We're not talking about that. We're talking about how messed up I got on that tea because made from hemp or not. I mean, I, maybe it was something else that was in there, but I was really high in kind of like one, like a Girl Scout cookie kind of way where like my head was spinning, but my body was a little heavy too. It was definitely a good way to send my ass to bed at the end of the night. So I was like, I can't even, I don't even know what's going on. I'm just going to go to bed. Just just go to bed, Bo. But but I dispute their claims that the teas don't get you high. Something in that got me high. Let's see, what else did we get here? Oh, I got a bottle of something called Peace Water. It is one of those fruit extract infused waters that you use to keep your bong clean. Um, Since I'm using my bong as a dab rig right now, I figured I'm not going to use it. I might use it in the dab rig, but probably not. Actually, since it's such a small bottle of water, it's probably going to be perfect for my dab rig. When I get it back, it's being fixed right now. The glass blower at Beans and Beads hit me up, let me know he was cleaning it out. It's still probably going to be a little while. He's got other pieces to work on too, but I am so excited. I've never been able to have a piece that I broke fixed like this before. And I, 
is blowing my mind. So I'm still waiting for him to hit me back and say, yeah, actually, I can't do it. Uh, too good to be true. So normally I don't use the kind of water additives that keep your pieces clean because it can affect the flavor. And when you affect the flavor, you affect the effects. So I don't know, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. No point in wasting it. Worst thing that happens is I say, ooh, that made my weed gross. And I pour it out. Actually, maybe I won't put it in my dab rig. Maybe I will put it in my bong because the bong, the flavor isn't as important. It doesn't hold it quite as well to begin with. So yeah, I think I'll throw it in my bong. And that way I can actually see if it does keep it any cleaner. Okay, let's see what else. Oh, I got a cannabis salve um, by the company Papa and Barkley. And I did actually get to talk to one of the reps too. And she's super committed to this company. You can, I just love when the reps love their product as much as I love soothing suits. And I'm not even a rep for Sue. But when people really believe in their product, when they've really seen it change people's lives, you can read that in the way that they talk about their product. And the chick behind the Papa and Barkley at this event had all of that radiant love for this. It is a three to one cannabis salve that is three parts THC to one part CBD. Unfortunately, it doesn't say what the total cannabinoid content is. So that could be anything from four milligrams of cannabinoids to 40. Who knows? Uh, but the Papa and Barkley line does have a really sweet story behind it. It started as a son trying to help his father who was able to reunite with his dog. It really doesn't get more to the heart than that, especially for a lot of guys. The salve itself is packaged really nicely, very upscale again, uh, in a glass container with a wood lid. And it's a pretty typical cannabis salve for, for what it's worth. It's coconut oil and beeswax and the various fragrances and terpenes. Um, it smells pretty medicinal, but it, it's a great texture to it. So it, you know, you warm it up a little bit with your fingers and it spreads really easily. It absorbs really nicely. Um, if you like things that don't smell overwhelmingly like essential oils, uh, especially the more herby, woody essential oils, it might not be for you. If that's what you like, this is a great product for you. There was also another topical that was a cannabinoid infused topical that was just essential oils, um, but topical essential oils. I'm not sure what the carrier oil is for it. Uh, but there were three different fragrances. There was the Tranquil Blend, the Alleviate Tension Blend, and the Cellular Repair Blend. Um, they claim, oh, I should tell you the company name. It's Halsa. I have no idea if I said that right. But again, I will leave the, uh, the link on there. It's at underscore Halsa. And... I wasn't sure because they claim 100 milligrams CBD and 100 milligrams of THC. And I'm sure that that's not what is in the sample by any means. And it doesn't say what the original milliliter is for their their roller. But if it's a pretty standard oil roller that you would use, 
you know, for, for different perfumes or uh, aromatherapy, 200 milligrams is a pretty good dose. And I did have some, I, I had some, I get this like acid reflux, but it doesn't like burp in my throat. It just makes my throat hurt and it can make my gland swell. And I put a little bit of that on my throat the other day when I was experiencing some of that discomfort and it took it away immediately. I'm going to have to do that all the time now. And I'm going to throw one of them into my my yoga bag too, because I do like to use essential oils before my practice every now and then. And if you can add cannabinoids into it, I am all for it. So yeah, so so what else? All right, so now just the good stuff. I got two smoking utensils. On top of my crystal pipe, I scored a stash pen, which could not have come at a better time because I lent out my Atmos pen to a friend and it was returned inoperable. I just have to go buy a new uh, cartomizer thingy for it. But if I can just get a free one instead, I'm about to do that right now. So the stash pen is a pretty standard concentrate portable vaporizer. Uh, it came with two different quartz coil styles. Uh, it came with an extra little mustache silicone bumper for the plastic sleeve that you can watch fill up with vaporized oil as you uh, you try and gauge your hit. Because uh, I could see how it would fall and shatter if it didn't have that bumper on it. And then it also has some extra perks that are really well engineered in there. I don't know how standard this is to vaporizer pens nowadays because I haven't needed to buy a vaporizer pen in years. Especially if I'm going to keep getting them for free. Yeah, let's roll on that one for a while. Uh, the, the little features are, I know this one is becoming much more standard, is the silicone container at the bottom of the battery where you can actually put some concentrate in that little container area and be on the go with you. You don't have to have extra caps and things like that. And then it also even has a little dabber wand tool that you can use that is attached to the mouthpiece and you can just un unscrew the mouthpiece and then use the little dabber tool to actually load the uh, the cartomizer area where the coils are from your little silicone container. So it's pretty all in one, which is perfect for when I want to travel. Now the actual use itself it has been a little hot for me. Everything just burns a little, a little too hot. So maybe I have to uh, find some different materials, but I've tried shatters, I've tried sugars, I've tried crumbles, and they all just get a little burnt. So I, I'm thinking the voltage might just be a little high for my taste. I haven't quite got the timing down. I think I've been holding it on too long, but in a pinch, I am not going to complain. All right, guys. So that just leaves the pipe. Let's safety. So I got my Labradorite pipe. Uh, once again, thanks to the awesome chick who gave it to me. Uh, and I feel really confident that I can take a crystal pipe places and I'm not going to break it. It's not glass, basically, is what I'm saying. It might chip 
It might not end up looking as pretty as it was, but it's not going to shatter into a thousand pieces like so many of the glass pieces I have. It's perfect for my hand. Uh, it fits right in my hand. It's also really solid. If you get in a fight, you're going to want to be holding on to this motherfucker. It's got a pointy end. You can, uh, and you can, uh, you know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers go down. But if you're smoking a bowl with people, chances are you ain't going to be getting anything crazy like that anyway. Instead of a fight, just say, here, why don't you hit this instead? Uh, and it hits pretty well, too. I I haven't sucked down any any leaf material. The screen is pretty good. And I don't usually like to smoke out of metal, but uh, it doesn't come off as very metal tasting. And sometimes with these shorter pipes, it gets really a hot hit to it. And this has some flame, but it isn't uncomfortably hot like some ceramic pipes and and other shorter uh, earthen style pipes can sometimes be. Sometimes the hits can be really harsh, especially when you don't have the right strain in it. I don't normally smoke out of stone pipes. So this has been really different for me. I mean, wood and stone was something that we smoked out of regularly when I first started smoking cannabis when I was 18. But glass hit the scene pretty quickly after that and was just everywhere. It was the standard. But I really wanted to bond with my new pipe. So I packed it with my favorite strain and went to town. And the golden pineapple was so gross. It did not do anything for the flavor whatsoever. Kind of modeled it and made it like the equivalent of brown water. Metaphorically, but... So... I was, I, I didn't really smoke much out of it after that because I really wanted to hit my golden pineapple and I just got my glass pipe instead, my handy trusty Sherlock, and I moved on with my life. But one day I was sitting at my desk and I was doing some work and I saw the, the crystal pipe there in front of me. I need to give it a name so I can call it something else. But uh, in the meantime, and then uh, and I wanted to smoke some weed and all my other weed was farther than I wanted it to be away from me, with the exception of some leftover nugs of the prophecy that Sue had left for me. So I was like, all right. So I grabbed the crystal pipe. I grabbed the prophecy. I stuck it in there. I was like, I can I can handle a little inner brain vibration going on right now. Let's see how that works with this chakra alignment and third eye boosting that's supposed to happen with this this Labradorite. And um, I cannot tell you how pleasant a bowl that was. It's just the crystal and the prophecy strain, the way that they complemented each other in the smoke was fantastic. When I did the safety meeting where I smoked the prophecy, I talked about how it was very herbally, very pungent, and how the inhale was kind of harsh, but the exhale was very smooth. So you thought you were going to cough, but you didn't. Well, when I smoked the prophecy out of the crystal pipe, the inhale was just as smooth as the exhale, and it really balanced out the flavor. And it just... It really kind of opened my eyes to how the different smoking utensils would have affected a cultivar's decision back in the day. And I'm, I'm talking like thousands of years ago, uh, 
and, and how that would have affected the geography of different strains uh, on top of so many of the other things that we discussed, like climate. It you know, really helps kind of fill in some of the other factors of how the land race strains came to be, how those seeds would have made it to that area in order to reproduce over and over and create their own uh, properties. And I think getting some of these really big, bold flavors that we don't really see very much anymore in strains was not just because of what was available through the geography and and how that affected the plant, but specifically what the cultivators were trying to get out of the plant. And if you're smoking out of a rock pipe, you can take something that's a little bit stronger because it's more palatable. And if we grew that now and smoked it out of our glass pipes, it would probably taste like shit. And we'd be saying, these people didn't know what they were doing. Because I can testify, I don't care how beautiful and fruity that cannabis smells on the plant. Once you put it in this pipe and try and smoke it, it just ain't worth it. But you get something really earthy and herbally. Because uh, I was smoking some Gorilla Glue out of it last night. And it also was just so tasty. Just a taste that I don't get out of my glass pipe, out of my bong. Not that those taste aren't delicious as well, but it was just so unexpected. Um, but knowing that this culture preferred to use stone plates and this culture preferred to use stone pipes and this culture preferred to wrap it with other herbs and put it in milk and this culture preferred to smoke it out of bongs, it really is going to affect the flavor that those cultivars would have preferred overall. And I just, I, I think it's, it's an important distinction to make because I, I think that a lot of people think about growers historically as not knowing what they were doing when it came to cannabis for recreation. And I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think that they sucked at growing. I think that, um, the utensils that they were using would have had a huge impact on the flavors that they preferred. And I, I just love how it really brings a historical perspective to, to breeding. And really, I mean, and to me kind of solves some of like, why would they, who likes this crappy tasting weed? Why, why does it taste this way? I mean, when Sue asked me about, the prophecy when she asked for my opinion on it, I was like, it's a really old school strain, uh, just in the way that it it fires up and its effects in the way that it smells. Everything about it reminds me of what weed used to be, and then what weed used to be according to the people who were smoking it twenty years before I ever got to it, and uh, and some people really really love that. And if you prefer smoking out of wood or stone pipes, this is def this is the kind of strain that you're going to want to smoke out of it. All of this like fancy fruity shit that the young kids want nowadays, that's not going to taste very good. All right. And I just want to share that. So here, cheers. Oof. I packed it with some headband right now to see if a spicy, strong flavor would work in it and... I don't think it works quite as well. Earthy, herbally, not so much fruity and spicy. And geographically, I think that works. 
I think you're getting fruitier and spicier in South Africa areas where they were more likely to use bongs, and you're getting herbally and earthier in areas where they were more likely to use stone in order to heat up the the herbs or more likely to mix them into different edible types of situations. Uh, All a matter of preference. It's always been a matter of preference and access. God bless it. All right, you guys. Thank you again so much. Check out the website for all of the links and... Yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for spliffing it. Namaste. Ciao for now.